In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Every family has their annual Christmas traditions. My family's traditions start in the attic of my mother's house. In my family tradition, Christmas time always seems to officially start somewhere in late November, early December with whomever is visiting at home. Whoever is there is conscripted to climb up into the attic and retrieve all the Christmas decorations. Not just one box, more like about two dozen boxes. The same old heavy dilapidated boxes every year up and down, in and out of the attic, full of Christmas memories, full of hopes, full of dreams. Even to this day in my family, this is how it begins every year. It's the start of something beautiful and holy, but it starts in the attic. This kind of routine seems to play out a lot in families. The author Greg Boyle tells a story about how, as a child, he and his siblings went up into their home's attic searching for lost treasures. And amidst all the clutter that they found there, the kids discovered an old 78 record labeled, Oh Holy Night. And the singer on the record was labeled Kathleen Conway, their mother. The kids ran downstairs and played the record, and to their wonder and amazement, the Boyle children discovered that their mom had been an opera singer before they were born. They were so enchanted by her singing of Oh Holy Night, they literally played the grooves off the record. The record, this record, up in the attic contained a dream for them and for the world. As that famous carol played over and over and over again, the line that stuck in Greg Boyle's mind was the line, Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. In Greg Boyle's words, sure, it's a song about Jesus and Christmas, but how is it not the job description of human beings seeking kinship? It's about appearing, remembering that we belong to one another, and letting our souls feel their worth, because God gave each one of us this worth as a gift in the form of a child in the manger. These past two Christmases have certainly been different for most of us. We've had two years of constant change, both good and bad. Many people have felt pushed to their limits of their coping skills, pushed to their limits of empathy, pushed to their limits of creativity to keep as many aspects of their lives as normal as possible. We've tried a lot. We've taken all the resources and all the stuff in storage, all of those hidden treasures out 
of our mental attics, and we've tried to make use of them for good. We've discovered new things. We've also gotten very tired at times. But God still purposely chooses us. Christmas has God taking us out of the attic of our fear and of our overthinking. And God chooses us to be with us. Not just chooses to be for us, to be our advocate and guide, but God chooses to be human to be one of us, and to make us know how much we are holy and completely loved, always. Christmas reminds us that God is here with us and that God understands our experience in the most intimate way that God can possibly know through a shared human experience. And Jesus' presence our very selves, our souls and bodies. By Jesus' presence, our souls and bodies can feel their worth. How the soul feels its worth plays out very differently for all of us. It might hit us randomly. Like when watching that beautiful new Chevrolet commercial, you might have seen it, where an old man goes into his barn and an old dilapidated Chevy is there with a picture of his late wife on the dusty dashboard. <coughs> and the camera shows the man's face shedding a tear. Then an image appears of his daughter deciding to commemorate her parents' love by taking the car to a shop for renovation. And then surprising her dad by taking him to an antique car show only for him to find his very own car right there, fully restored, in mint condition, with a commemorative restored photo of his late wife on the dashboard. And then the lettering appears on the screen, Merry Christmas. If you haven't seen it, or if you have, you might just shed a tear. The man's soul finds his daughter's love, revealing to him something more powerful than just words. It's a soul feeling its worth. But Jesus giving our soul's worth might happen in a different way, too. Something like this. If you're a school teacher, you might be able to relate to this. A teacher friend tells the story of a young boy who had a really hard time learning in his class. I'll call him Johnny. Johnny's classmates often made fun of him because he couldn't learn as quickly as others. As the school year went on, he fell a little behind and then a little bit more behind, and, and his disappointment in himself just welled up. My friend noticed Johnny and told him, you can learn. Don't give up. Ask questions. I promise I will help you. You can learn whatever it is that you want to learn. And eventually the boy got back on track, passed all his classes, and did fairly well in school. Twenty years later, and grown-up Johnny now goes back to his hometown, runs into my friend, his former teacher. Aren't you Mr. Roberts? he asked. 
Yes, I am. My friend responds. Johnny continues, well, my name is John Dobson, and you were my fourth grade teacher. I am now a pediatrician. You were the first person in my life that told me that I could learn. And because of you, I'm doing exactly what I love today. I can't thank you enough. A surprising, loving, restorative gift. A soul feeling its worth. The worth of both teacher and student. But many times God works in us through ways that we don't even know. The mystery of Christmas is that the divine now being one of us allows us to change lives, to lift up souls, to show people their worth even when we don't know that we're doing it. Something that looks a little like this situation. About 10 years ago now, when I was at my church in California, an older couple came up to me and asked me for prayers for their daughter, who had just received a stage four cancer diagnosis and was not expected to recover. They were absolutely distraught. I said prayers with the couple, and I asked them if I could send a note to their daughter. And they said, yeah, okay. And so they furnished me their, uh, her contact information. So really only about every couple of months, I'd mail a note to this person, usually with a prayer or an affirmation card or some other little note of encouragement in it. And I did this over the course of a year and a half, never hearing from this person, never knowing more. I just did it because something told me this might be what was needed. I then moved to Phoenix and took on other responsibilities here and I stopped writing. But lo and behold, one busy Sunday morning here at Trinity, a young woman appeared, a stranger, sought me out, looked at me right in the face and said, are you Troy? And I said, uh, yes, I am. And she said, you knew my parents in California, and you decided to write me little notes every so often. They always arrived when I was experiencing moments that were so low that I thought I'd be dead by the next day. Your notes gave me hope. They were a gift. Your notes gave me the strength to know that God would not allow me to chase, excuse me, that God would not allow me to face my challenges alone. Your notes saved my life. And I am so very thankful. And I am now in remission. Very much okay. I was absolutely blown over. Stunned. How could something so small do so much? But yet it did. A soul feeling its worth is very powerful indeed. In fact, it saves lives. The mystery of God choosing to stand by us as one of us is almost too much to take in. But it's why we're here today. 
It's why we've struggled and persevered and muddled our way through this past 22 months with courage and resolve to let our love for God and for one another know no limit. We've done this because God chooses us. The attics of our mind, the attics of our dreams, the attics of our potentials of what could be, what might be, what we aspire to be, get taken down from the heavens and they get cast upon the earth today. They come to life at Christmas because God chooses humankind. Our souls feel their worth. Jesus Christ is born, this is indeed a most holy night. Merry Christmas.